0: to Wealthy, Worthy, and Wild, a podcast designed to help you create the most profitable and purposeful online business imaginable. I'm your host, Amy tollips You may know me as Rebel Nutrition on Instagram, and over the past four years, I've gone from struggling holistic nutritionist, literally living in a hut, working two jobs, and trying to get out of debt, to multiple seven-figure online course creator. If you're ready to ditch your limiting beliefs around money, success, and creating the life you desire with zero compromises, you are in the right place. I'm so happy to have you here, my love. Let's get into the episode. Hey, everybody. I'm gonna do a brief intro to myself for anybody who's new around here. So um, one of the biggest questions I get lately is, what does Rebel Nutrition have to do with what I do now? So just for anybody who's new around here, I started my business around four years ago as a nutritionist. I went to the Nutritional Therapy Association and I started my business seeing one-on-one nutrition clients and I at the time I was also working a serving job full time and so I was trying to juggle one-on-one clients and my serving job and I just was completely burnt out and I realized that like there's not enough hours in the day for me to see one-on-one clients if I want to make the type of money that I want to make. So I started trying to figure out a way that I could make money online, make money passively, doing what I loved and I learned about online courses. So I started my first online nutrition course and that went really well, made money with that, started making money passively with that and I was like, I'm obsessed with this. I need to tell more people. So that's kind of when I started teaching more of the online business, online course type of stuff. I sort of transitioned from nutrition to online courses. So the first question that I got that was really good was, Is hitting six figures a year possible if you only have a 5,000 followers on Instagram? So I thought this was a really good question and the answer you guys is absolutely yes. So if you only have 5,000 followers on Instagram, that's still a really good place to start. Honestly, it's bigger than I had when I launched my first course. So it's a really good place to start. And if you break down the numbers with an online course, let's say your online course is $500, you only need 200 sales in order to hit a hundred thousand a hundred thousand dollars so if your course again is five hundred dollars and you have 200 students enroll um you're gonna make a hundred thousand dollars so that's six figures so again more importantly than your number of followers is how engaged they are and how specific they are to the thing that you are teaching so if you have grown a really niche following let's say your online course topic is um how to use canva If you are creating tons of Canva content and those 5,000 people all really want to know about Canva, then your course is going to sell. And especially if you're doing email marketing, you're likely going to hit those numbers, maybe not on your first launch, but definitely within a year. Um, So again, don't try and get too hung up on like your number of followers and think more about like the quality of your content how engaged those people are um, and how you're launching your course again definitely doable with an online course, but if you're thinking about like seeing one-on-one clients, that's gonna be definitely more of a challenge just in terms of your own energy. Uh, So that's why I'm so passionate about online courses too is because I am not somebody who wants to be working eight, 10, 12 hours a day. Like I'm good with a couple hours here and there. And then I also want to just enjoy the rest of my life. And I know a lot of other people are like that. If you are somebody who has really struggled with finding your niche, if you're somebody who has done all of the niche trainings and all of the, I help blank, do blank, niche statement type of info, I want you to think about your niche this way. So think about who you were a couple of years ago before you know what you know now. So, and the type of information and the type of content that you needed back then. So I'll give you an example, because sometimes it makes it a little bit easier. Five years ago when I was a nutritionist and I wanted to make really good money, I wanted to travel the world, but I had no idea how to do it. I was like, how can I make money online? I have to see see one-on-one clients in person, right? I need to rent out an office space. So how am I gonna live my dreams of traveling the world and making money at the same time? I had no idea. And then, so when I, whenever I'm creating content now, I'm speaking specifically to that version of me a couple years ago and the types of things that I needed to know, the types of questions that I had. I'm answering all of the questions that I used to have for myself and I'm speaking to one specific person, that person being me. So if you can think about what that is in your own business, maybe you struggle with like a specific health issue a couple years ago and you learned yourself the hard way how to overcome it or how to heal it now your niche the person that you're speaking to can literally be yourself a couple years ago and this is so much easier you guys because you can really pull on like your own personal experiences rather than just trying to like pull a ideal client avatar out of thin air when you like maybe haven't had that many clients yet or like you don't know who that person is that can just be really difficult honestly like it's going to be so much more effective if you're just speaking to yourself so i hope that that is helpful for you guys if you have more questions let me know in the chat and again i will get to them at the end but i know that just know that if you're somebody who struggles with your niche you're not alone and sometimes the just plugging in like i help busy moms do x y and z it just doesn't usually resonate with people unless you're able to pull on like a personal experience whether that's you or somebody else that you know or that you've helped. Um, Okay, the next question is, do you suggest having a website as a new NTP? So I don't think you need to spend like tons of time perfecting a website or anything like that, but you do need to have somewhere to send people I am a big fan of growing an email list even right away even before you have anything to sell so even if your website is literally just a landing page when you are sending somebody to download your freebie that is perfect like don't worry about building out 10 pages on your website and making it perfect I mean unless you want to or unless that's something you enjoy doing but don't let it you know take a long time because it's really not that important honestly um, okay. Next question is, if I'm just starting my business, which of your courses should I start with? So, as you guys probably know, I have a couple of different online courses, but the one I would say, no matter where you're at in your business, if you want to make money online, which is usually why most people go into business for themselves, right? You can start with Online Course Academy, so that is where I'd recommend starting, and the reason being is it is foundational enough to where you don't have to have your website done, you don't have to have your niche yet, You don't have to have your email list built yet. You don't have to have a social media following yet. That course is going to teach you how to do all of those things. And you're going to get your quickest return on your investment. So in other words, you're going to make your money back and more (laughs) the fastest of any other course so Online my course academy is definitely where i would start and again if you guys have questions if you ever need the links to any of my courses or anything like that you can always send me a dm you can always click the link in my bio i'm always happy to chat with you in the dms it's like my favorite thing to do because i love you guys advice on skipping one-on-one clients and going straight into an online course you guys this is probably unpopular advice but i would say go for it if you don't want to see one-on-one clients you don't have to, honestly. There are so many other ways to figure out what kind of course would be profitable, um, market research you can do, how to test your ideas. You do not have, like, and I'm not saying that seeing one-on-one clients is bad. If you want to, that's great, but I know, like, I personally didn't ever really want to see one-on-one clients. I knew that wasn't going to be sustainable for me, but I thought it was the only way. I thought I had to do that. Um, so I'm just telling you right now, if you know that you don't want to see one-on-one clients, just know that there's a lot of other ways that you can um, make money online, create a course, test its profitability, get it going and get it selling even without seeing one-on-one clients first, okay? Um, let's see. How do you handle criticism? So this was really good. I love when people ask like more of a mindset type of question. So when I don't really know any like background on this question, but my first thought is if somebody is criticizing you, who, who are they? You know, take that into account first. Is it somebody who has your best interest in mind? Okay, even if they have your best interest in mind, let's say it's a family member, do they know anything about what you're trying to do? Because a lot of times they might not. Um, do they have the business that, and, and criticism, I'm taking this question as like, they're criticizing what you wanna do in your business. Okay, so with that in mind, Ask yourself, like, do they have the type of business that I want to have? Um, Do they have the type of lifestyle that I want to have? Do they have my best interest in mind? If they don't have all of those things, then most of the time, I think you can just be like, okay, that's nice. Thank you for sharing that criticism with me. But you don't have to take it. It's up to you to decide, you know, if you actually want to accept their advice or not. Because most of the time, people that are giving you their opinion on what you're doing with your life, it's, it's not really about you. It's usually more like about them. So that's just what I would say about that. I know that it's hard, especially, you know, if you're getting criticism from like people in real life that maybe they think it's weird that you're starting a business online. I mean, it's not really weird anymore, I don't think. I think so many people do it now, but maybe they think it's weird that you're creating dancing videos on TikTok. It's like, you know what? Well, this is the way that the world is going. So either join us or don't. Okay. Next question is, how do you verify that your course is needed and will sell? So that's a really good question. And obviously something that I teach in depth inside my online course academy, but a quick way to do this, you guys, if you have, let's say you have a course idea in mind that you want to do. Number one, you can think about if you know other people in your niche or online or whatever that are selling a course on a similar topic, That's actually a good thing. It's good to see that there are other people doing that because it tells you that there's a market for people who want that type of course. But another thing you can do too, is you can go to like udemy.com and then there's another one, there's another course platform that sells like a bunch of courses. I can't remember what it's called, but Udemy is an example. And you can search for the type of course idea that you have and just see if there are courses under that topic on there that are selling. So it doesn't matter because all of those courses on Udemy or a similar website, they're gonna be selling for really cheap. Don't pay attention to that. That's not what you should price your course as, okay? But just see if there is a course under that topic and if it's been selling. So if you can see that there's a course under the topic that you wanna create and it's had like a hundred students enrolled, that's a really good sign because obviously people are interested and are willing to pay money for that topic. You can also think back again to like who you were a couple years ago. If, if that's your niche and that's the person that you're talking to and really get real with yourself and think like, is this something that I would have spent money on? If you can think back to putting yourself back to, you know, in your shoes a couple years ago, whatever the topic is that you're teaching and if you're your own ideal client, and think like, would I have actually spent money on this? And if your answer is no, that's really good feedback. So you have to be really honest with yourself. And if it's not something that you would have purchased, same goes for when you're downloading a freebie too, you guys, or you're creating a freebie. If it's not something that you would have given someone your email address or given someone your credit card number for, no one else is going to either. So think thinking about it that way can be really helpful. Um, another way to make sure that your course will sell too is pre-selling. Um, this is again, a method that I teach inside OCA, but basically what that means is you're creating the idea of the course and maybe like the first lesson, um, and selling that first lesson without the rest of the course being done. So you're really clear with people when you sell it, like, okay, module two is going to be available on June 15th. Module three is going to be available this date in the future. And then that way you're selling the course. And once you have you know, validated that people are actually gonna buy it, let's say you get 30 students who pay you, then you're like, oh my God, now I really have the motivation to create the rest of my course because I have these students waiting on me, if that makes sense. Um, so that's another way to do it. Okay, another question that I got that was really good and I've been having a lot of like hairstylists, estheticians, and like beauty people kind of interested in my courses lately. So this is a really good question. She said, I'm a hairstylist and esthetician, What kind of course could I create? I'm exhausted from seeing one-on-one clients all day. (laughs) I totally get it, I've been there before too. I think so many people in the service industry have been there as well. Um, So what? the first thing that comes to mind is I always think about what can you teach somebody else? Um, So how-to's are really great. So what can you teach somebody else to do at home that would maybe save them money? So in terms of hairstyling and esthetician, Aesthetics, I don't know if that's what it's called, but like, can you teach somebody to cut hair at home? Can you teach somebody to do their own makeup at home? Do a bridal updo at home themselves? Or, um, I mean, anything in regards to that, even styling techniques, um, DIY, I have DIY haircut. i learned how to cut my husband's hair during quarantine, so I mean, that's a course that I really would have benefited from because he had some interesting haircuts at the beginning. Um, Makeup, skincare, also, and this is a really good and profitable way too, is like, let's say you have built up a really successful um, one-on-one client-based business in your, with your hairstyling or whatever. You could then teach what you've learned as you've built your business to other hairstylists or other estheticians teaching them how to build up their business. So it depends kind of what avenue you want to go, if you actually want to teach people how to like do their own hair, makeup, skincare, or if you want to teach other practitioners how to build up like the client base that you've had. So again, how to's are really good for courses, um, DIY, anything that's gonna save somebody money, time, um, anything like that. You, there has to be a reason that they're going to purchase your course. So it has to, has to save them money, time, energy resources in some way, okay? Or get that back to them. Okay, next question is how to do market research. Again, my advice on this is probably gonna be a little bit backwards. So if you've seen, most um, most market research says like, you know, go out into people's Facebook groups and like, see what people are asking. Go stalk other people's comment sections, things like that. I am not really into that. Um, I think the best way to do market research is to create your own content And see what people respond to so people might be like oh that's gonna take longer honestly it's not and in the process you're going to be building your audience rather than just spending your time like ping-ponging around from other people's audiences you know what I mean so I think that's again such a smarter way is create content the types of content you like and sometimes It's gonna take a little while to gain traction to figure out like what actually works. So maybe you have, you know, your first couple of reels that you make, they only get 10 views, but then you make one on a different topic that gets a couple hundred. That's really, really good feedback that you can use to think, oh, okay, people actually really like this content versus, or this topic over everything else that I was doing before. So keep creating more like that. Um, So yes, that's a really good way to do market research. Um, Okay. Thank you guys for all of your questions. I will get to all of these um, at the end. They're so, so good. I was just trying to answer, I've just got a couple more that you guys asked me in the question box and then I will go get to the rest of them. Okay, somebody said, let's see, Stephanie Marie said, I'm a social media manager for small business and a social media manager for another company. How can I create a class without stepping on my employer's toes? So this is how I like to think about this. The, the information that you are you know, using as a social media manager, likely it's the same, I mean, really, if you know how to use social media, that information isn't like trademarked information, you don't, you know what I mean? Like you can go do research on later.com, or on my account, or other people who are teaching that, and you're going to see a lot of the same types of recommendations. So if I understand correctly, you know, you're not necessarily, as long as you're not taking Information that your employer has specifically created as like, um, like a trademarked—it's their own unique method that is not supposed to be shared. Like, obviously, don't do that. But like, if it's information that's out there online and you are you are aware of it and you're able to put that into a course format, that's a great idea. How should I start as a coach with creating a course? Uh, so my first question would be, what type of coach are you? So if you can think about, so if you're if you're a coach. Think about the types of clients that you help and what outcome you help them achieve. So if you help them, let's see, let's say um, maybe you help, maybe you're like a relationship coach and you help people create like a really amazing dating profile so they can meet the love of their life. Maybe you do that in your like one-on-one client consultations, but you could turn that into a course. So the way that I like to think about that is think about the end result that you're helping people achieve and then create a course that takes them step by step through to help them achieve that if that makes sense how do you pace yourself through OCA um OCA is totally self-paced so you can go through it on your own time I mean I do think it's more beneficial to you know go do a little bit at a time so what I've done in each of the lessons at the end of the lesson is an action step so the lessons themselves are not super long they're probably 20 to 30 minutes and then before you move on to the next lesson. I want you to take that action step. So that's the part that might vary in terms of how long it takes you because you know, if you're somebody who's more tech savvy, then it might take you less time. If you are somebody who already has it set up, it might, or who is less tech savvy, then it might take you more time, if that makes sense. Um, uh, but totally self-paced, you get lifetime access. Um, and then we're, we're there for you inside of the Facebook group. If you have questions, um, I'm about to graduate as a self-love coach who focuses on the menstrual cycle. I'd love to create a course one day, one-to-one sessions kill my energy. (laughs) Totally understand. That's an amazing, that would be an amazing online course idea. I've actually had quite a few OCA students who have done kind of similar topics on like women's health, so that's amazing. Um, Okay, I'm glad that made sense. How do you figure out what you love to do most in life? Oh, well, that's a really good question. I mean, I don't know if this is related to like starting a business around it or just figuring out what you love, period. But if you're thinking about, I mean, okay, whether it's related to business or not, I mean, I think just thinking about what you would do every single day, even if nobody would pay you for it. Like what what are the things that you would spend your time doing just because you genuinely love to do them, um, even if there was no outcome. So even if, you know... You weren't going to get a lot of followers from it even if you weren't going to make a lot of money from it what would you still do or even if nobody knew about it like what would you still do okay let's go to the rest of the questions and then i will go back through at the end um okay what if you don't have a personal healing story as a part of your niche okay that's a really good question too Even if you don't have a, you know, a personal story about why you do what you do in your niche, you can, I'm sure there's still a reason that you are interested in it. So let's take the the woman for example, who just said she wants to eventually do a course on the menstrual cycle and women's health. There's got to be some reason you are interested in that, whether it's your own experience, whether it's the experience that your mother had, your sister had, your best friend had, your clients had, there's some sort of story or reason why you are pulled in that direction. And so I think even if it's not your own story, it's still important to explain how you got interested in that topic in the first place. And you can, you can use that story in a lot of the content that you create. And it's just a great way to really connect with your audience, rather than, like I said before, rather than just like pulling some random person that you think needs your help but you've never actually talked to them or met them, (laughs) like pulling them out of thin air. It just isn't, it's just not the same energy. You guys, when I first started my business a few years ago, I set a goal for myself to hit six figure months from my online courses. At the time, I had no idea how I would get there. And I wondered if it would even be possible without hustling or waking up at 5am. Um, no thanks. (laughs) I don't know about you guys, but the reason I started my business in the first place was to have more time off and more freedom to do whatever I wanted every single day, not less. So in January of 2021, when I hit my first 100K month, 109K to be exact, from my online courses, I wondered if it was a fluke because I didn't even do a traditional launch that month. That revenue was 100% passive. Then in February, we totaled 140K in passive online course income then March, 120K. Every month since then, we've continued to pass the six-figure month in pure profit without launching, without working crazy hours, and without spending a dime on Facebook ads, you guys. This is amazing, okay? And so you're probably wondering, how did you do this? Well, I did this by using my four-step process for creating passive income that I'm now teaching you in depth inside my free masterclass. So this four-step process includes, number one, creating your own online course, number two, growing your audience organically, remember, no Facebook ads, Number three, selling your course via automated webinars. And don't worry, I'll teach you all about this. Number four, making sales from your course every day and night while you're at Pilates or while you're chilling on the beach, you are going to be making sales. Now, my free masterclass is called how to create passive income with your own online course, and it will teach you exactly how to set this up in your own business, no matter what your niche is, as well as provide you with a crazy discount into my online course academy bundle. To join the free training, click the link in the show notes for this episode or come over to my Instagram at rebelnutrition and click the link in my bio. This is the exact process that helped me finally hit my goal of $100,000 months, and I am so called to share this with you guys because I want to normalize the topic of money. Let's be real, we all want more of it, and that doesn't make you a bad person. Having money allows you to do more good in the world, have more freedom, and have more time, and I want everyone, including you, to be making a shitload of it, okay? If, if that sounds like something that you're interested in, click the link in the show notes to join my free passive income training or head over to my Instagram bio and click the link there. And if all else fails, you guys can always come send me a DM on Instagram at Nutrition. I absolutely love chatting with you all and I want to make sure whatever course of mine you enroll in is the perfect fit for you. Okay, I'll see you at the Passive Income Masterclass. Now let's get back to this episode what is the best way to incorporate a course and one-on-one clients? So I think this person is saying that they do want to see one-on-one clients, but they also want to sell a course, which I think is great. Honestly, if you're somebody who loves seeing one-on-one clients, that's great. I mean, I think that's amazing and there are people who are always going to want one-on-one help. However, I think it's really smart to, even if you're seeing one-on-one clients, to establish a, a passive income product like a course to be selling All the time so that way you know you can see one-on-one clients when you want to but you're still making money all the time either way so even if you take a couple weeks off from one-on-one clients you're still making passive income or maybe your online course is like the main thing that you sell but then as an upsell so meaning you know people that really want extra help from you they spend you know a couple extra hundred dollars a month or a couple thousand dollars extra a month to work with you one-on-one it can kind of be like an upsell to work with you because your time is really valuable and so i think that the the combination of those two things especially if you're somebody who really wants to see one-on-one clients is just a way to make your business more sustainable and a lot more profitable in the long term um and yeah i think it's great if you do want to see one-on-one clients so hopefully that That helped. Um, Okay, somebody said, what platform is best to do a course on? I, there's so many different options out there. I personally love Teachable. I think it's the easiest to use, the most user-friendly. It does everything that I want. Um, I love the way that it looks, but if you're somebody who, you know, I encourage you to like shop around. If you've taken other people's courses, pay attention to what you like as a student. That's kind of, that's the lens that I always look through too, is I have taken a lot of different courses. And as a student, I think it's easiest to go through a teachable course. I like the way that it's set up. I like that it, you know, has you complete the lecture when you're done. It saves your spot, all of that stuff. Um, Okay. Mm -mm -mm. Can there be several versions of your ideal client? I think there can. I think there can be, especially as you grow your business. But I, when you're starting out, I would really... Focus on one person, especially when you only like you're starting with your first course too. It's definitely beneficial and helpful to choose one person. If you're trying to talk to like multiple people, not only are you going to confuse yourself, but you're going to confuse your audience with what it is that you're actually selling. So, speak to one person um, at least initially. Can I use Mailchimp instead of ConvertKit? I am strapped for cash at the moment. So, for those of you who don't know, Mailchimp and ConvertKit are two email marketing platforms. Um, I personally like ConvertKit better. I started with using Mailchimp, and I thought it was really difficult, honestly. Um, so, she's asking, do you have to use ConvertKit? So, you don't have to use ConvertKit. Um, Mailchimp, you totally can. But if it's a money issue, like you don't want to pay for ConvertKit, ConvertKit actually has a free a free version now. So. If it were me and I was starting over, I would just start with ConvertKit, start with the free version, um, and then, you know, you can upgrade from there. Basically, how it works is, like, as you grow your email list, it will upgrade you. So, if you get, like, if you're starting and you only have 10 people on your email list, I think it's free, but then once you get to, like, a 1,000, then it upgrades to, like, $20 a month or something like that. Um... Okay. Do you have multiple Instagram accounts, one for personal and one for business? No, I don't. I just have it all on this one, which makes everything so much easier. I highly recommend, people People ask this question all the time, like, should you have separate ones? And it's obviously personal preference if you, you know, if you want to keep things really separate from your personal life and your business, um, then that's fine or like you want to post pictures of your kids on your personal one or whatever, that's fine. I just find it to be a lot easier to have everything in one and my business and my personal life and personal brand are just kind of so intertwined that it makes sense for me to have them just be as one. It makes it a lot easier too. Less content to create as well. <laughs> um, how much time per day does it take to develop an online course? So again, this is totally up to you. It's gonna depend on so many different things, the length of your course, how in-depth the videos are, um, how much time you're spending all of that but in general what i like to say is that it usually takes my students anywhere from one month up to six months to create and launch and have their online course selling and up to six months i would say it's like if you are let's say you are working another job you have a busy family life and you can only commit a couple hours a week or a month to it then it potentially will obviously take longer but if you're focusing like hours a day and it's you know your main focus i've seen some people get their course out and selling within a month so just really depends on your schedule and how fast you work and all of that good stuff i want to create a course but i'm afraid of wasting time on something that doesn't sell so that's totally understandable and honestly i think everybody who creates a course has this fear (laughs) when they're creating it because it's scary i mean you don't want to be spending potentially months on something that doesn't sell So I totally get that. And that's why there are a lot of different methods inside OCA that I have you guys go through to make sure that that doesn't happen. But just to briefly kind of touch on it right now, um, I think the most important thing is obviously the market research, like I mentioned earlier, making sure that there are other courses like it out there, that people are actually, like if you create a freebie, let's say, testing out your course topic with a freebie and seeing if people even give you their email address for it. If nobody's giving you their email address for like a free resource on a similar topic, then for sure they are not going to pay you for it. And then another thing I'll say too is just having really realistic expectations on what to expect for your first course launch. So you guys know, like now at this point in my business, four years since I created my first online course, my, my courses are bringing in passively six figures a month passively. Okay. But I don't want anyone to think that that is what is normal or that's what you should expect on your very first launch. Um, because even though that's possible and it could happen, it's, Quite unlikely, okay? So the more, I think the better way to kind of look at it is like, okay, the first time you launched, the first time I launched, I think I made $5,000, which at the time was amazing to me. I was very excited about, I thought that was a lot. Um, And just know that like, you can start there. And even if you make $5,000, you can always be tweaking and improving. And eventually, you know, the the possibilities of what you can make from your online course are truly unlimited. Like in a couple of years, I've gone from, you know, a $5,000 launch to a hundred thousand a month from courses. Okay. So, and that didn't happen overnight. Obviously it's taken a lot of time and effort and strategy to do that. But just knowing that that's what's possible for you, I think is something that's really exciting. So just don't get discouraged if the very first time you launch, you know, you're not making six figures (laughs) in what, on your first launch. It's okay, okay, that doesn't usually happen. It has happened. Um, Corey, my student, actually made like 150K on her very first launch, but, and that's amazing. And it's so, it shows you that it's possible, but it's just not typical. So I like to be completely, completely transparent with people, okay? Um, Okay, I'm gonna go back through the questions now. Oh, uh, what's a good starting price for a course for a first time? It doesn't matter if it's your first time. I don't think that's really something you need to look look at in terms of the course price. But in terms of pricing your course, you want to think about the end result that you are getting people and how much your ideal client, so the person that you're selling your course to, how much do they value that outcome? So to give you an example, my online course academy, the outcome is that you are going to learn how to create and sell your own online course, which like I just mentioned, has the potential to be making you hundreds of thousands of dollars a year, if not a month. So the return on that is huge. So that's why that course is higher priced than say a course that teaches you how to, um, I'm just pulling this out thinner. like change like I don't know take a photo (laughs) you know what I mean like one one is a much higher return on your investment you're going to learn how to make money from your own online course versus just learning how to take a photo I mean that's nice but that's not gonna you know unless you turn it into a business that's not really gonna help you monetize um so thinking again what is the end result what does my ideal client what is the value that they put on that end result um and so like like using a health example for let's say let's say you're teaching somebody with your online course how to how to heal or how to overcome like a specific health issue, you can think, you can kind of weigh the options of like, well, how much would they be potentially spending by going to the doctor on this topic? Or how much, how much time and energy and money am I saving them from seeking out other professionals when they're just gonna get the answer that they need inside my course? So those are some ways to kind of think about um, how, to, how to price your, your course. Okay. Thanks Levi. He said, super excited to launch my courses. Couldn't have done it without you and OCA. I am super excited for your courses too and I can't wait to share the shit out of them. Um, How many hours of video content should a course have? Again, I don't think that there is any guideline for this. It depends on what the thing you're teaching is and how long it takes somebody to get there. So I've seen courses that are literally an hour long. I've seen courses that are um, 50 hours long. Like it just, it totally depends. I personally value my time so much that when I'm purchasing a course, I would rather it be shorter as long as it's guaranteeing that it gets me to my end result. Like I would rather have the lessons be shorter so that I can get through it faster. And that's kind of, that's kind of the mindset that I took in making my own courses. Like I'm putting the absolute best content I can into these videos by making them as short as possible because I want you guys to get going. Like, I want you to take action. I want you to get your own course created. I want you to start making money. I don't necessarily want you spending the next six months watching my course. You know what I mean? Um, Okay, next question, have you ever taken an online course yourself? Yes, I've taken many online courses for all different reasons. At this point, I love online courses that are more like kind of mindset related. Um, And the reasons that I chose them, usually the reason that why i choose to buy a course is because i really like the person who is selling it and i really look up to them there's somebody whose lifestyle like i really like or i think they're a great teacher um or they've benefited me with their free content so i immediately think okay if this is what they've shared with me for free then their their course is going to be mind-blowing Okay, Deborah said, "Do you recommend selling your course before you actually create it?" Um, I talked about this a little bit. Uh, it's called pre-selling, and I I definitely do, especially if you are new to your business. Like at this point, I've been doing and teaching on these these topics for years now, so I really I feel like I know really well what people want. But when I was first starting, I definitely did sell. I pre-sale, sell my course before it was created because I wanted to make sure that people were actually going to buy it before I spent months um, creating it. Oh, this is a good question. I haven't launched a course yet, but do you think your first course should be inexpensive to attract people to you? Okay, this is really important, so listen up. Having your course be cheap is not what is good, is not what people will be attracted to. Making your course cheap is not going to bring people to you. It is going to be the content that you put out. And so for that reason, never make something cheap just because you think more people are going to get in the door. Instead, make the best shit you possibly can, okay, that you know that is going to benefit people and then price it appropriately. And appropriately could be, I mean, depending on the topic, Depending on the outcome that you're getting, people, maybe it is a lower price course, or maybe it's a couple thousand dollars because it's really fucking valuable. Okay, I don't know why I just like started cussing all of a sudden, but I just feel really passionate about people charging what they are worth and knowing the value of their time. Because ultimately, like I, I've seen so many people just hustling and working their asses off, but then they're charging like $29 for their courses. And not that there's anything wrong with that. Again, it depends on the topic that you are teaching, but you just have to be realistic and know that with a $29 course, you're going to need a lot of sales in order to make a full-time income from that. So keeping that in mind. Um, And instead, like most of the time, the topic that you are teaching, especially if you're a coach, if you are in the service industry, you're teaching somebody something that they really wanna know, they are willing to pay money for that. Oh, how do you switch from free education to paid education? That's a a really good uh, question as well. So free, I I, I like to think about it like this, like your free pieces of content are really what attract people to you. So these can be things like your reels, your IGTVs, your IG lives, your Instagram content, your YouTube videos. Those are all free things that are attracting people to you on a specific topic. You're giving them like a bite-sized piece of information. And then the really important part is then you are giving them a next step and the next step is usually what is paid because once somebody has watched your free content, they've consumed it and they like it, you always wanna give them a next step because if somebody likes your free content, you can be like, here's more, here's how you can work with me, here's how you can pay me, here's how you can get exclusive access to my program, to my coaching, to whatever else I do in an even more in-depth way than what my free content covers. Should I say I'm a relationship coach that focuses on women's body insecurities or should I say I'm a body image coach that focuses on women in relationships that feel insecure in their body? Okay, so the person that you are trying to attract, you wanna think about like the language that they are using and that they are, like the problem that they think that they have, not the problem that you think that they have, if that makes sense. So for example, like when they're talking to their girlfriends and they're talking about an issue that they're having, what are, are they saying, I feel insecure in my body? Um, or are they saying, um, I'm trying to think of what your other one was, relationship coach that focus on women? Or yeah, like think about that kind of language and that can be the most beneficial. Um, I see this a lot with like health practitioners using language like, um, like with gut health, a lot of stuff around gut health. Like I am a gut health practitioner. Okay, so the person that you are probably seeking to help, do they do they tell their friends or are they typing into Google, like I am struggling with gut health or are they saying, you know, I am constipated? You know what I mean? So you want, you want to like think about the language that your ideal client is actually using and typing into Google or whatever to find the answers to and that can be a, a good way to kind of tweak your, your messaging. I hope that was helpful. I have a program. And the course I want to create is based on how to create a bigger impact using spiritual yoga. Does anyone have input on that? How would you ask your audience if that interests them? Well, so my question, just as somebody who, I mean, I I hear that and I'm like, I don't know what spiritual yoga is. Is that like normal yoga? So what I would just, the way that I would attack that is through education, like explaining Again and again you're going to feel like a broken record. What spiritual yoga is, what the benefits are, who needs it, what the outcome is going to be. And once you've explained it, then ask people, you know, if they're interested in it or what questions they have rather than just putting it out there like, "Do you want a course on spiritual yoga?" because again, like maybe to you as the practitioner that totally makes sense and you know all about it, but to the to the student or the you know, to the person who's potentially going to enroll, They're like, I don't know what that is. Is it better to start a course with launches or evergreen? Totally depends. Again, this is kind of like the one-on-one client versus online course question of like where you should start. You wanna think about like, are you somebody who enjoys like the thrill of live launching? So by live launching, you guys, what I mean is like you pick a date, let's say from June 1st to June 15th, the doors are going to be open for your course you're going to do live webinars you're going to have promos going and bonuses and all of that and then you're going to have emails going out every day and then on june 15th the doors close you'll probably make a good amount of money get a bunch of enrollments during that two-week time span but then once the doors close nobody can get in again until you launch again So that's like considered live launching and that's just like a basic overview of it. Um, Again, that's something that I teach inside OCA. So is that more alluring to you? Like you put a bunch of work in and get a big push of sales and then kind of maybe take a break and don't see any sales for the next couple months until you launch again? Or are you somebody who would rather basically do all of that prep work that you would for a live launch, but make it evergreen so that it's selling your course all the time so that you're making money every month every week every day and again with evergreen you probably won't see the same you know spike of sales every single day but it's cons- more consistently growing throughout the month so like how I like to think about it is like with a live launch you're seeing you know a spike of sales like this every time you launch whereas with evergreen you are kind of going like this steadily over time you're increasing and you're making money every day rather than once every couple months whenever you decide to launch so that was kind of a brief overview but basically i explained that to to just ask you what feels better for you i know when i first started my business i actually really loved the thrill of live launching i loved doing live webinars i loved like it was almost like a sport like a competition like i'm preparing for the big game and then i have my big match and enroll a bunch of students and then I take a break for the next couple of months and go travel or whatever. And then after a couple of years of doing that, I was like, I'm exhausted from, you know, the ups and downs and I want to create steady income for myself and just be able to have it flowing all the time. So I have this like kind of more stable environment and I don't have to feel like, Oh my God, I need to launch this month or I need to plan for my next launch. It's just kind of like sales coming in all the time. And I just do general upkeep. That is what feels better for me at this point, but um, that's something that's probably gonna depend with whoever, you know, you just your personality. But also you can do a combination too. So you can do, have like, let's say you have one of your courses selling on Evergreen um, and then every couple of months you live launch a different course. So you're kind of having like that stability of income coming in all the time and then live launching every couple months. That's an option too. Again, the best thing about online courses you guys is that you can really do whatever you want. So when when you're thinking about like, how often do I need to launch or how how large does my course need to be or how much do I need to sell it for or can I make there be a live component or do I have to support my students? Honestly, there's no wrong or right answer. You can do whatever you want. Whatever feels good to you, if you want to support people live, if you wanna create a Facebook group that goes along with it, if you wanna sell it for $1,500, it's, I mean, you can do really whatever you want. So, I mean, that's what I love about it. I don't know if you guys have taken that, um, The it's called Four Tendencies. It's, a, it's like a personality quiz. I'm like the personality type of like the rebel, which means that I don't like being, I don't like too much structure. I don't like somebody telling me that I have to do it this way or I have to launch on this certain day. I would rather kind of just like see how I'm feeling and like go based off of that. So, um, If you're that way too, then an online course is probably for you. (laughs) Okay, cool. Well, you guys, that was all the questions that I had. So I just, before I wrap up, I want to say thank you for being here. If you have questions about Online Course Academy, if you want to join, there is a link in my bio. You can also feel free to send me a DM and um, ask me any questions you have about my Online Course Academy, Passive Income Academy, any of my different courses. I am so happy to chat with you guys um, in the DMs and make sure that I suggest you know the course that's going to be right for you and starting your business and making sure you are super profitable and just living your best life okay so thank you so much you guys for being here I will talk to you guys soon bye Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Wealthy, Worthy, and Wild. If you love this episode, would you guys do me a quick favor and leave a rating and review wherever you're listening to this? This helps me reach new listeners every single day. Or you can take a screenshot of this episode, share it on your Instagram stories, and tag me at Rebel Nutrition. To learn more about Online Course Academy, Passive Income Academy, or any of my other course offerings, head over to my website, rebelnutrition.com. Or come find me on Instagram at rebelnutrition. I love chatting with you guys in the DMs and I'm also sharing tons of free stuff on there every single day as well. Love you guys and I will see you next week.